new to the Jeremiah Show. It's the Angel Baby Show. This is the story of two sisters talking about the things they love most. Pop culture, social media, entertainment, music, and fashion. And now, the Angel Baby Show, featuring Elise and Ava Lynn. Welcome back to the Angel Baby Show. I'm Elise. And I'm Ava Lynn. And we have a very fun, exciting episode today. We're going to first just kind of check in, talk about our week. Then we have some really fun quizzes that we're going to do on each other, kind of movie trivia, a little bit of some princess talk. And then we have an amazing interview. I was so lucky to interview um, the actress in Broadway's Les Mis, um, Haley Dorch. She plays Fantine, sings I Dreamed a Dream, amazing voice, such a pleasure speaking to her. Um, that interview will be coming up next, talking all about Broadway. And Ava, I think you'll like this because she talks a lot about like vocal care and vocal rest as like a singer. So very interesting. And then afterward, we're going to have some individual segments where Ava talks about songwriting and I talk a little bit about um, actors and branding and finding your brand as an actor. So um, yeah, we've got a lot going on. Ava, do you want to talk a little bit about what you've been up to this past couple weeks, how college has been treating you? Yeah, um, just to add a little bit on to my later segment about songwriting, throughout this episode, you're going to hear, I think, around five or six songs that really have inspired me as a songwriter. Um, I'll probably go into why they inspired me and, you know, what made what they made me think about everything like that um, a little bit later. But that's something that you can stay tuned for if you um, want to know a little bit more about my songwriting process. Um, but yeah, college has been great. Uh, I feel like I've been flying under the radar a little bit, just trying to get things done. Um but we actually just got a brand new, um, some brand new members of our acapella team, a bunch of guys and anyone that knows um, about singing and trying to get um, some male vocals. It's really difficult to get that. But my acapella team actually just today dropped our um, single. It's called Everybody Wants You. Um, maybe I'll even have that uh, playing just a little bit. But yeah, it's been it's been kind of exciting. There's a lot of changes coming up um, and it's like fall already, which is crazy. But yeah, college has been fun so far. What about you, Elise? Uh, yeah, it's been very spontaneous. The it's kind of like the classic how things go. I went to this film fun networking thing ran into one of my friends and then the next day she was like hey i'm making a short film this weekend do you want to be in it so i acted in a short film simultaneously with school and it was super fun really easy but like great i always look at that as really just good practice being on camera and everything so um yeah i got to do that this week um i'm taking very creative classes i think senior year i just wanted to take fun classes i'm taking a video class where every week i have to film something with the camera and edit it so it's great practice for just all the tricks and tools in entertainment um but yeah so i think we will have more to come i am hopefully going to write a 10 minute play for one of my classes along with some creative writing for my thesis so i'm really trying to just get as active as i can in every field since i do have a lighter schedule in terms of I'm an English major and I only have one like really hard literature class this semester. So 
Yes, that is that. I don't want to bore you with my, um, but I think what we're going to do now, and I'm super, super, super excited about this because I don't know about you, but I think just something about fall always makes me want to kind of curl up and it's been kind of cold here. So we've been watching a lot of movies and I am going to do a fun game. And Ava, I sent it to you if you want to ask me some questions, but I'm going to try to get you to guess some of these movie quotes. Some of them okay. are try to guess the movie. I'm going to ask you, um, just keep swimming. Uh, finding Nemo. To infinity and beyond. Toy Story. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Jersey dancing. My precious. <laughs> Is that Lord of the Lord of the Rings? Yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. I feel like that's said in so many different things. I don't know. This one's tough. Okay, it's The Godfather. I'm gonna oh, wait, I'm embarrassed that I didn't know that. No, no, that's I all. Like that. I had to look up like half of these. May the force be with you. Oh my gosh, Star Wars. Houston, we have a problem. I actually don't even know what movie that's from. I'm not kidding. That's so embarrassing. I think it's Apollo 13. I just think of Barbie in Life of the Dream House. I feel like she says that. There is no place like home. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> You're going to need a bigger boat. I don't know. Why was, why was the boat? I'll have what she's having. Oh, oh, when Harry met Sally. Yes. Um, I'm the king of the world. Titanic. Good. I'll ask you a few. I'll ask you a few. Um, you can't handle the truth. A few good men. Yes. Um, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. The Godfather. Yes, part two. That's crazy that you knew that. Um, oh, I love this one. You was kind, you was smart, you was important. The help. Yes. Oh, I love that movie. It's so sweet. Stella. <laughs> A streetcar named Desire. Yes. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. I Because I, I read it in class, so we watched it. And I just remember thinking the guy was so hot in it. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Wait, I don't... I've never seen that movie. I've always wanted to see that movie. We, it's actually really um, good. It's the same girl from Gone with the Wind. It's oh, from, my gosh. She's and she's Blanche in Streetcar Named Sarah. She's an amazing oh girl. Definitely. She's so beautiful. She's so... I didn't, I didn't know she was in that. Yeah. I didn't know she was in that, too. She's an old English actress. Okay. I see dead people. Mm, the Sixth Sense. Yes. After all, tomorrow is another day. Oh my god, mom says this all the time. Gone with the wind. Mm-hmm. Yo, Adrian. I have no, I don't know. Oh, Rocky? Yes. Okay, um, this one's kind of hard, but we've seen this. It's kind of spooky. It's like the little girl where she's like, they're here. They're here. Oh, is this The Shining? No, but similar. Oh, it's, is this is this um Poltergeist? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. 
Okay. I remember we watched that when we were really young. We did watch it when we were really young. Okay, this is the next one. Um, of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. It's voted like the most romantic movie of all time. Oh, is it? I don't think it's The Notebook. It's not no, it The Notebook. No. It's pretty old. It's like, um, here's to looking at you, kid. We'll always I don't, I don't know. It's Casablanca. Oh, I watched that on a plane like a long time ago and for, I, this is so controversial but it just like didn't do anything for me like i was just kind of like okay it's just you know like an old movie i don't know i just i didn't get the i didn't get the hype i've i've never seen it but i've just it's been quoted so much that like i i feel like i've seen it okay ask me a couple yeah. minutes, we only have two minutes left <laughs> okay um as if clueless Yes. Um that'll do, Donkey. That'll do. I think it's pig and it's from babe. That'll do pig. That'll do. But it's Shrek too. I, I know, but, but yeah, there's also there's also Shrek. Perfect. Um I am your father. Luke, I am your father. Okay, I know it's Star Wars. I think it's the second one. The Empire Strikes Back, but I could be wrong. I'll be back. it's the terminator i think i was gonna say yeah i don't know why okay (laughs) honestly that's a good guess though that's so i should know this okay i'll do one more and then i think we have to take a break magic mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all snow white oh my god (laughs) amazing um that was such a fun little game i love movies i love movie quotes our cousins are so good at quoting movies i feel like i always get the quote wrong but um that was such a fun little game we're gonna be right back after the break um so don't go anywhere this is the angel baby show i'm ava lynn and i'm elise and we'll see you in a second
is living in those high-rise condos Only left you feeling low Those little smoke glass fancy cars so go fast But never got you where you wanted to go Hello everyone, um, the Angel Baby Show is back here today and I could not be more excited to interview one of the leading actresses from Broadway's Les Miserables, Miss Haley Dorch. How are you today? I'm good, how are you doing? Good, and I'm so excited because this was brought to me from San Diego Civic Theater Broadway because this October, Les Mis is coming to San Diego and I'm very excited, it's such compelling, emotional, beautiful musical in every way and you play the role of Fantine oh my goodness yes. <laughs> um, so Haley how would you describe Fantine to audiences that aren't familiar with the play and her character as a person yeah um, I would say you know she is a very resilient character I think a lot of people can relate to her or you know have a lot of empathy for her because of her resilience and her strength through her vulnerability. Um, she is, I think, my, well, maybe I'm biased, but she is my favorite character in the show. I think she's extremely well written. And um, yeah, I think a lot of people love her because of how much she cares and just all of the, the beautiful things that she she brings to the stage. No, she really is such a tragic hero in my eyes mm -hmm. and such a like beautiful person and this song i dreamed a dream it, it, yes. it i think i cry every time like it's just so <laughs> emotional and my next question was obviously just with your background in theater did, were you familiar with les mis did you know the song did you always want to play fantine like what was your background with just your knowledge of the musical um i knew of the music vaguely growing up uh, um, but when the movie came out i think i was in sixth grade when the movie came out um i was very much invested more in the music the story was still confusing but the music i've always <laughs> just mm -hmm. absolutely loved um and so when i actually I, my mom just found this video um, from an old, you know, camcorder, whatever, from when I was in seventh grade of me singing, I dreamed a dream, which is hilarious. Wow. Um, <laughs> I love so that. I didn't even, I don't have no recollection of doing this. I remember I tried to sing it for my sixth grade talent show and didn't get in, but that's a whole nother story, you know, uh, <laughs> that's but, inspiring for people that face rejection. Like you're not playing. Yes. On stage, and now I sing it eight times a week, you know. <laughs> um, but it was uh, so I've always I've always loved the music, and um, I think when I saw that they they were holding an open call for auditions uh, when I was a sophomore in college, I was nineteen, and decided to send in a tape because why not? And you know, it's it's worked out ever since. That's that's amazing. I think the world of self-tape and just virtual submissions has made it so accessible to really anyone going out there, especially in like the acting world and the theater world. And so when you were growing up and going into high school, did you always know you wanted to do more of a musical theater route and kind of how did you find your place to where you are today? Yeah. Um, well, it's so funny because I grew up 
as an athlete, actually. Um, I have always loved to sing and I have been in choir since, you know, I was in elementary school um, and I've always had such a, a deep appreciation and love for music. Um, and then when I got into high school, um, I just invested even more into the theater scene. And uh, my sophomore year of high school is when I took my first theater class and just really realized that it was something I was good at and something I really loved doing. And so I uh, quit the athletic side of things and it was kind of going back and forth between, do I want to be an opera singer? Do I want to be in musical theater? Um, And, you know, they don't get to do jazz hands in opera. So (laughs) So musical theater route. (laughs) I I think the, your experience in opera, I mean, Les Mis is close, closer to like an opera range of just the, the song I dreamed a dream itself requires such an insane vocal range. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there's like a note, um, the song, the part where it says shame, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. Uh-huh. And it's like, you go up, I don't know how many octaves I'm not a music person, but um, so that is really fascinating. And what you were saying about being an athlete, I find that performers that are just very comfortable in their bodies and have physical experience and and love to exercise and move around are just Mm -hmm. such better performers on stage because so much of theater is just kind of embodying your your stance and your that's something that like most people get all shriveled up and so do you find like kind of growing up with a lot of sports and being athletic really helped you in theater that way i definitely think it did i mean it's I feel you have to have strength to even perform or sing in any kind of right. capacity. I mean, Lizzo has to be one of the <laughs> strongest, most, has the most endurance I've ever seen because how do you twerk while playing a flute? Like, it's crazy, you know, to have that kind of breast support. It requires that kind of endurance and strength. And uh, doing the role of Fontaine, having to be in a corset for one way to look at that, you know, I had to learn to uh, really rely on learning how to use breath support against resistance and also just the amount of running and fight choreography I do while still singing. Um, it, it was such a challenge that I had to learn to eat healthily, <laughs> eat healthily and, and exercise and, and uh, get my body uh, adapt to doing it eight times a week. Cause that's an extremely hard feat. That's uh, that is, I think of all the things I've known about people on Broadway, musical theater stars, it's the, the strain that probably has on your voice and your body doing it multiple times a day, every week as your job. I mean, you're clocking in and singing on stage. What, um, how do you like prepare for that? What is like your sleep schedule? Do you drink certain teas? I'm always curious yeah. how singers handle this. Uh, it's so funny because it, it took so long to figure out and to learn this is what's good for my body and this is what's good for other people's body and good for them. Um, But I, for me, sleep is a number one priority. Um, I never thought it would be. I thought I could just, you know, pound a Celsius and make it happen, but (laughs) that's just not how I operate Um, for other people. They can sleep for three hours and be ready to party rock the next day, you know, but um, I, I need to get sleep. And I, I notice how it affects my voice heavily, which is crazy. Um, I also 
I do drink some certain teas. I, I actually have cut caffeine out of my life completely because something I learned is that caffeine makes me anxious before going on stage. And so um, I cut caffeine out. And so I like to drink peppermint tea because I find it gives me some kind of energy. Yeah. Um, and honey, because I love the honey, like lubricates your vocal folds and everything too. Um, I mean, I have steamers and nebulizers and there's just, you got to learn your body's different every day too, you know? Uh, so it's kind of a matter of where am I at today? Can I just cough and do it? Or do I have to like really warm up and get into it? Um, and it's such a, Oh, sorry. Keep going. I'm, I love no, that's literally it. <laughs> that's so, it is true about finding what works for you, but I've heard mm-hmm. so many people, even just, non-singers saying like how caffeine just really dries you out and yeah like i'm i love coffee but it is true like on your on your voice and your hydration and i feel like people that don't drink coffee kind of have a glow to them personally (laughs) (laughs) i'm always like "Hmm, i should probably try that but so along with just the eight days a week and the strenuous just performing every night when you were preparing for this role, Fantine is a very famous role. It's been done. Les Mis has been around since the 80s. When you said, I want to focus particularly on um, Anne Hathaway's performance uh, from the movie, uh, was there anything that you really took from that that inspired you? And would you say, what are some things that you did differently from all the other Fantines out there that you think really made you, your performance your own? I mean, it's it's so hard because it, Anne Hathaway won the freaking Oscar for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's doing something good there. Maybe I should copy her. But of course, you have to learn to make it your own. But, uh, you know, I'll get back to that. Um, in watching the movie for the first time, I think her performance is so raw and um, ugly. And not ugly in a bad way. I think... Yeah. Um, there's something so beautiful about how ugly it is. And just um, if you try to make it look perfect and try and look your best or sound your best, it just, you know, it's boring and it's just you hitting the marks. But, you know, when you actually bring the raw emotion to it and and show your most vulnerable self and um, she, what she did was, you know, put her heart <laughs> in uh, front of the camera. Yeah. Um, and I also find it fascinating because in the movie, when she sings, I dreamed a dream, it comes at a different part than it does in the show. In the show, it comes, she sings, I dreamed a dream right after she gets thrown out of the factory. Okay. In the movie, she's already sold her hair. She's older teeth she's become a, a prostitute and that's when she sings i dreamed a dream so it also just changes the circumstances completely right. and right. yeah i love watching the movie because i think it's so fascinating to see how it changes the song when you put it at that mm-hmm. moment right. um i think when it comes to my own performance and and the way that i have interpreted the role um the best thing and I always say this but the best thing I have learned is that I just have to bring my own natural self to it you know it's cliche but it's so real because trying to imitate or um you know take idea I can take ideas but to try and be somebody that is them that is not me and because I am my own person with my own unique experience and and just being who I am, there's automatically a different 
story there because we're all different humans. Um, and so I've learned to just authentically be myself creates that own character on its own. Yeah. I think that is the perfect way to go about any performance. It's always, there's just something about the, I think the best way to act is to just not act almost or be yeah. <laughs> yourself in that. I think that's a I think that is the best way to interpret it, especially because it is such a repeated role. But I think at the end of the day, it's still a universal feeling and a universal story and it's expressing it. And it's so heart wrenching. Like I, every time I hear that song, I want to cry because especially just what she does for her daughter. I always joke that like the, the musical I miss, I feel like everybody is just sacrificing so much for Cosette. And it, it's, I'm like, wow. <laughs> No, <laughs> but um, it's, it is so it's such an empowering story. And there's so many layers to Les Mis in general. Do you have maybe it's your own, but do you have a favorite song from the musical or a part in your particular performance that you are really excited for audiences to see? Um, I think that, of, of course, I want to say my own song because it's just <laughs> it's such a good song and it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but. I think one of my favorite parts of the show actually is the epilogue at the end of the show when um, we all join together in heaven. Sorry, spoiler alert. Everyone's dead. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're all together and it's uh, us singing, will you join in our crusade? Who will be strong and stand with me? You know, all those lines there. I think it's, it's such a beautiful message to um, unite together for what we believe in and what change we want to see in the world. And um, for me personally, you know, sometimes I have really bad shows and or I'm really anxious during shows. And it's, it's just nice to, to be at the end of the show and say, you know, I did this and, you know, you can do it too. It's sometimes what my monologue is, or it's just, you know, join in our crusade, uh, be strong. And we don't know what tomorrow will be, but, it will be, you know? So I think there's so many beautiful messages in the story, but I think that's one of my favorite moments for sure. I I couldn't agree more. I, I grew up, my dad was obsessed with Les Mis. So ever since I was a really little kid, I would listen to the soundtrack, which I kind of just assumed that everyone was as familiar with it, (laughs) but I, I don't think that's the case. And it is, I remember like my sis, we were driving somewhere and we were like, I need a really empowering song to like get me through. And we played one day more from Les Mis. So, yes. You know, like, yes. It really does. <laughs> there is something so passionate and compelling about the story. I'm so excited to see your performance. And if you have anything else you'd like to share, promote about your musical, um, please do. But it was great talking to you today. Yes, you as well. And I guess I just want to say we're going to be in, San Diego for two weeks and uh, California the rest of the summer. So come out and come see us. And we're so excited to be everywhere. (laughs) Thank you so much talking for talking to me today, Haley. You were wonderful. I'm so excited to see the musical. Um, This is the Angel Baby Show and we'll be right back. There's a house just off a house on a mesa overlooking the central coast It's where my grandma and my grandpa both grew old And it's always been my home away from home I grew up playing in the backyard Swinging on the swing set 
Everybody, welcome back to the Angel Baby Show. I just had a fantastic interview with Haley. She is starring as Fantine in Broadway's Les Mis. I absolutely loved speaking to her, um, learning so much about just vocal care. So I'm really tempted not to drink caffeine anymore. So I've got a lot of things I'm thinking about, but she was lovely. And I really hope this October I'll go to San Diego and watch her perform. Um, but now Ava is going to talk a little bit more on the music side and share her process of songwriting. And also, as we mentioned before, a lot of the songs playing in the background are songs that have inspired Ava as a songwriter. So take it away. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hearing the lamest actress. I mean, that is just so insane. I think especially for Elise and I, like we grew up listening to Les Mis, the original broadcast or Broadway cast, um, their recordings of it. Like that was a huge part of our childhood. So that was a crazy interview, I think. Um, but yeah, no. So I was just going to talk a little bit about songwriting. I think it was a really daunting task at first that I always was super scared to just try because it's just, I don't know, when you think about like literally sitting down and making a song, you're like, how is that possible? Like, you can't do that. It's just impossible. Um, but I think what happened for me was I wasn't trying to write a song. I wasn't thinking, I wasn't sitting down and thinking, I'm going to write a song right now about my family, you know, because it's just, it doesn't work like that. Um, my very first song that I wrote was um, actually after I listened to the song called Halcyon. Um, it's by Blue Eyes. I believe it's an original song. It might be a cover, but I think it's a, an original song. And it's just about growing up like with her family, like in the central coast of California. And it inspired me so much. I remember I got my old guitar from like the attic and I brought it down and I just started kind of picking at it. I had these old um, finger exercises I would do with my guitar and I hadn't played in like a really long time. And I just started doing those finger exercises and then it just kind of like slowly started turning into me like singing um, along with the lyrics. And then I have such a horrible memory that I had to write down the lyrics, you know, <laughs> while I was singing them. And um, so it just kind of slowly but surely like I didn't obviously a part of me was like, um, oh, I'm writing, but it was super subconscious. Like I wasn't thinking, you know, oh, this is the pre-chorus this is the the verse this is this like i really was just writing exactly how i was feeling um and 
after I wrote that song, I remember um, I showed it to like you, Elise, and maybe mom and Evie. And um, I love that song. Yeah, I remember you guys were like, oh my gosh, like you wrote that? Like I remember it was like the very first thing that I had ever written. Um, and I, I don't know. I think everything just kind of fell into place. Like I, the first song I wrote about was just about my family and about like the way I was feeling currently. And it just was the very the very first time I had really put all of my emotions into, into, into song. And it was just amazing. It was really like a therapeutic process. Um, now I will say after I've written a lot of songs, um, a lot of unfinished songs, but a lot of songs just in general, I should count exactly how many I've written because it's a lot. Um, but I will say, I do think more about the structure of the song and I think more about like being creative with the song and um, putting in different chords that I wouldn't usually do, doing different finger pickings that I usually wouldn't do. Um, so I will say like my creative process has kind of like um, diluted itself a little bit because I'm a little bit more concerned with the actual like um, quality of the song. But um, I still write exactly how I'm feeling in that moment, especially if I'm like angry or sad. Those are the best times that I can put a pen to paper and like actually just like let it rip. Um, I've actually written some songs sometimes when I listen back to them and I was in such like a angry, spiteful like phase where I, I just that. say the most, I say the most out of pocket things and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I wrote this. I remember I wrote this one song about this guy and I was like, 15 no, no no i was like 16 or 17 and um i was just ripping on him like the whole but, song no that's why i love when celebrities break up because i'm always thinking like ooh, an album's coming out like that's yeah, so bad no, I, whenever taylor swift has oh a breakup i'm like yes new song it's so true and i had the most satisfying oh my god it was crazy i actually felt like taylor swift i had this ex call me and he was like that song that you wrote like why why are you spreading all these lies like why are you telling about why are you saying all these things and i'm like everything that i wrote is true so and also, i'm like it's like, not like i said it's like that you're surveying like of course you think the song's about you like yeah of course like and he was just like yeah i have like friends calling me up you know asking me what's this song about like what happened did you cheat on her and i'm like okay well this is like just a consequence of your own actions like i'm just expressing how i feel um and then it was so funny he had the audacity to like literally later in that call be like i think we should get back together i'm like what like we are never getting back together it was literally such a taylor yeah literally um i know it was so funny but i've definitely had people like a couple of um angry exes um so it's kind of funny but any channel that that was a side (laughs) that was a side note i love writing about people i've definitely written about like girls that have screwed me over i've written about everything and everything that i read about is definitely like based off of my life i actually had this dm of a guy and he was like could you write a song like from my perspective about like a girl that like broke my heart or whatever and i had a really hard time doing it it was really difficult to like write in the perspective one of a guy and two of experience that i hadn't experienced um 
remember Taylor Swift at her Eras concert was talking about um, how she wrote a song in the perspective of this like young teenage guy. And now after like trying to do that, that is so difficult to write in like put your put oh, yourself in the shoes of someone else like that is just I don't know I'm sure you run into that too Elise as a writer like trying to write from a different perspective that's not like a teenage girl or something I d- yeah I definitely tend to like if I do write in first person I, I I don't really write in the male perspective just because I like it, it feels really forced to me um yeah like pretending to be like a guy or something but that is probably what makes someone really talented is if they can embody that. I think I just have imposter syndrome, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, I I feel that way too. I just, anyway, I, it's talk, always, you know. Do you want to share a little bit about some of these songs that are playing and like how they've inspired you as a songwriter? Yes, that's, that's, that's such a good idea. Um, so, some of the songs are playing so they're all different genres i didn't even do this on purpose i thought this was so funny i just picked all the songs that have inspired me and they're all different genres so morgan wallen i remember the first time i heard talk in tennessee the way that he one just sings with so much emotion and two has these amazing like like tension just crazy crazy moments that i literally that song made me fall in love with him as a songwriter and also just inspired me like crazy there's so many songs of mine that i could be like oh yeah this this i wanted like to sound like talk in tennessee like i love that song um so that song was probably like very much like a huge part of kind of changing my songwriting um i talked a little bit about halcyon it's all about um growing up with her like cousins and her grandparents and you know like yeah basically like these four walls like kind of built who i am literally i took that same like concept and um put that into the first song i wrote about like crestline place um all i want by olivia rodrigo i wanted to pull an olivia rodrigo song because her songwriting 100 percent has inspired me so much but i will say this song actually made me want to pick up the piano again um because i kind of stopped playing piano and guitar for kind of a, a little bit of time like i stopped taking lessons and this song was the very first song i learned like by myself like i sat down and i wanted to learn it um so I just always think about that and it really like made me fall in love with the piano again. And I I read, I wrote a lot of um, piano songs like after that. So I wanted to pull that song. Midnight in Harlem, um, my duet partner on The Voice, Orlando, he showed me this song because when we were first practicing, we were talking about like who inspires us and stuff. And I talked about Susan Tedeschi and um, he showed me the song. It is amazing. It's a great soul, like kind of, almost r&b country vibe i love this song it's if i could write a song similar to this that would be like an end goal for me i absolutely love like the vibe of the song i could listen to it over and over and over again um i um i pulled an elvis presley song um it's kind of a ballad it's called and and i love you so um he gets very like and yes, I know how lonely. Um, it almost feels this is kind of crazy to say, but like like a Morgan Wallen like country okay. song where he 
he has so much emotion oh, and like yeah. uh, you can just you can just feel it like through yeah. the through the phone um so i chose that song and then the last song i chose was in love with another man by jasmine sullivan she actually was john legend's um uh, person that he brought on my season um i'm a huge like a guest. yeah she's like oh. Like kind of no, she's known in like the R and B and soul world of just having crazy riffs and like crazy things that she does with her voice. Her voice What's is her name? amazing. Jasmine. Her name is Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. Um, and this song just means a lot to me as a singer. Yes, as a songwriter, just but as a singer, it really um, means a lot and has inspired me a lot. Um, a lot of the riffs I do are like kind of through her. And now that I realize that I didn't choose any Justin Bieber songs, um, but he has also inspired my songwriting a lot. Um, like his Peaches song kind of inspired yes. um, this recent song that I wrote. Um, so Peaches kind of um, inspired me. But yeah, those are that's kind of the list. Of, that's like a very, I could probably give like a hundred songs that have inspired me. Um, because there's so many amazing emotional songwriters, but I think the number one thing I take from them is um, their emotion and how they convey their emotion. And that's like what I want to convey. So anyway, long winded, that's my songwriting process. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is the angel baby show right afterwards. Elise is going to be talking about finding your brand as an actor. Um, so please stay tuned. Um, and also stay tuned for my acapella single that has come out today. So, We'll see you in just a And I love you so The people ask me how How I've lived Understand how lonely life has been, but life began again the day you took my hand. This is Noelle Crooks, and I am the author of Under the Influence. You are listening to The Angel Baby Show. Baby, I just don't want to Cause he ain't no doubt not And we always seem to fight He got the perfect body And sometimes he don't even treat me right Oh, but when I'm with him But when I'm with him Hey, when I'm everyone 
Welcome back to the Angel Baby Show. Um, I'm here today, Elise, with Ava. Ava just went on an amazing process just talking about her songwriting. I'm always so fascinated with anyone that can put music and lyrics together because I think it's a gift. Um, and now kind of talking more on back to the, like, the film and TV side, uh, I want to talk a little bit about finding your brand as an actor. So a lot of people, it, it's kind of counterintuitive because when you think of being an actor, you think of playing multiple roles and, um, you know, embodying different people. But when it, especially when you're starting out and you're just trying to get cast, um, from what I've learned, just doing some research and talking to other actors is getting as specific with your type and with your cast as possible, the more likely you are to book roles. So for instance, if you're submitting online for a bunch of roles, you really kind of need to know um, who am I and how do people perceive me and what roles am I most likely going to get cast for? So me, for instance, I'm 21 years old, female, I am probably not going to play an old grumpy man, you know? So you, it, it seems obvious, but sometimes you have to be careful with even, you know, certain roles like, oh, I'm the sophisticated doctor woman who speaks very intellectual. Like, I'm not going to play that role probably. So <laughs> um, it's kind of just a mix of figuring out your brand and why you need to get brand. It makes your agent's job easier. It makes the casting directors, because think about it, casting directors get thousands of submissions every day and they're just trying to get the role cast and get someone to fit their perfect part to tell their story. And so the more um, clear and defined you are as an actor, the more you know who you are and what kind of roles you best play, especially when you start out. That is, in my opinion, a great way to book some roles and get your part and get your kind of look going and, and who are you and what do I stand for and what do I believe in? And so a lot of people might not know what their brand is, you know, like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what kind of role I play. And in theater, they kind of call it like the Angelou and just certain roles. Like if you're like the young doe-eyed princess, or you're kind of like the old witch evil woman, or you're like the enchantress kind of seductive per like there's very different roles that you can play within feminine or masculine roles like masculine roles are you like the macho gaston from beauty and the beast are you like the fool or the jester that's kind of a jokester you know there's so many different types of characters out there and i do think that people tend to fall into different categories sometimes based on personality and how they present themselves and so one of the best ways to figure out what you are is just to ask people around you so just ask like ava how do you perceive me like what do you what what do you think i am who do you think i am how would you describe me even asking people that you don't know as well like people that you're maybe a friends of friends or mutual friends or like someone that you're not as close to how do you perceive me? Like right off the bat, what kind of person do you think I am? Because most of the time I know the casting director and, you know, it's kind of that initial view of you. <laughs> I per perceive Elise to answer, to answer the question. Oh, I no, perceive no. Elise. No, um, no. Well, no, when you played, when you played Olivia in 12th night, that was like, for me, I felt like that was the most, you role I've seen and also Wendy in Aww. in Peter Pan I love you thank you I loved playing Olivia she was super fun I definitely I think the the thing that I've noticed about myself and this sounds kind of bad but sometimes 
when I'm acting or when I'm on camera or when I'm doing really anything and I watch it back, I always come across, even when I'm trying to be really serious, I always come across a little bit like on the lighter carefree side. Like, I guess I, even when I'm trying really hard to sound intense or listen to me, like I kind of, I don't know, like it's almost <laughs> funny. It's almost like, okay, that's embarrassing. Like you're trying to act. So, and that, but I've kind of just learned to like be mindful of that. And, you know, my lower tones are not that low. And so even if I'm trying to sound very like right now, I'm kind of speaking in like a more serious, like lower energy and honestly, if I listen to this, it's probably not, I don't know what it's going to sound like, but um, I, that just shows you like how different people and some people have to do more effort to sound more on the ups. It's kind of like the range of your voice, your energy, your eye contact. Even when I'm really tired and I'm talking to people, sometimes I have more energy and I shake a lot and I, my like eyes move up a lot. So it, it just depends on your kind of, that's why it is important to watch yourself on camera and to ask people like what what they view of you. So with all that being said, I'm kind of not about to throw it out the window, but so that's really about getting started, right? Like how do I just get myself out there, make myself a reliable actor, someone people want to cast, someone they want to work with, someone they can trust to play this role right. But that being said, now I really want to talk about those super, super famous actors out there that kind of defy this rule because as we all can think of, there's so many actors that just transform into roles and win Oscars for it. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about a couple actors that sort of contradict this claim and prove that you really can be anything you want in acting. I think my advice for branding, I kind of believe in branding. I also believe that just the more authentic you are at the beginning, the better off you are. But now I'm just going to go through some of, in my opinion, the most versatile actors out there. Um, I mean, definitely, I think everyone, she's always like the first name to go to her head is Meryl Streep. Um, she's played a witch, a Holocaust survivor. She played kind of a form of Anna Winter in The Devil Wears Prada, a British prime minister, Margaret Thatcher. She's in Mamma Mia musicals. Um, she's definitely one to expand her genre and has a lot of noteworthy roles in very famous films. Um, Kind of what we talked about earlier, Marlon Brando, famous old Hollywood actor. You know, he kind of started off as like this pretty boy in a streetcar named Desire. He's in an old black and white film, Julius Caesar. He's a very good looking guy. And then um, later in his life, he played um, the head patriarch of The Godfather. And he's old and he's smoking all the time. And he's this very serious, strong man. Um, but it's very different roles, you know, and it's interesting how kind of aging too can change the, the role you play as an actor. Um, I definitely have to mention Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, he's in Django. He's Jack Dawson in Titanic. He's the Wolf of Wall Street, which I have to say, like, that movie is kind of like something I had to watch it with my mom first, which was super awkward, but he does kill it as a, like an, an actor. He's really playing Jordan Belfort so well. Um, and then he, he actually plays um, a child with special needs and what's eating Gilbert Grape, which is, I think, um, really well acted. And that's one of his first roles, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. I love Joaquin Phoenix. He's he literally transforms into Johnny Cash and Walk the Line. He's in Her, The Joker. Um, he's in The Gladiator. 
he's one of my favorite actors. Um, I can't not mention Christian Bale with his body transformations. You see him as like Batman in the Dark Knight. Um, and then you see him as, a, I mean, I think he might be anorexic in The Machinist. He, he, lo- he used to, I think he ate like one jar of like sardines a day or something crazy to like slim down for that role. And then he's like, perfectly built an american psycho because he's like obsessed with his appearance um and then the fighter the big short like he is such a versatile actor um but i think i have to end this with in my opinion probably the most versatile actor um is johnny depp (laughs) i feel like he's in so many things uh he's jack sparrow pirates of the caribbean one of his most iconic roles edward scissorhands um he plays the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. He plays Willy Wonka in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And he really changes his voice in every role. And he really, the makeup and the hair, besides the costuming, his voice changes, his demeanor changes. You know, like think of the way he talks as Willy Wonka versus the way he talks as Jack Sparrow. Like it's very different. And then he's also in What's Eating Gilbert Great with um, Leonardo DiCaprio. And he plays kind of like a moody, young teenage, very normal, very like toned down role. So yeah, that's a list of very versatile actors that show that you don't really have to have a brand and you can kind of be anything you want. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of it for today. It was really fun. I loved talking to Haley. I loved hearing about Ava's songwriting. And before we end this episode, we're actually going to play the song. Ava, if you want to introduce it. Yeah, it's, it's called Everybody Wants You. Um, we recorded it last semester. Uh, my acapella group is amazing. The people singing on it are just the best people. One of them is my roommate, Lucy. Um, but yeah, just amazing, amazing people. And it was mixed and produced and recorded, you know, all by college students. And so it really is, you know, showcasing our acapella talent. So I hope you guys like it. It's it's one of our favorite songs to sing. So this is Everybody Wants You by the After School Specials. Thank you, Jeremiah Higgins, for um, being our executive producer. Thank you, Dr. D, for making us sound good, our sound engineer. And thank you guys for listening to The Angel Baby Show. I'm Ava Lynn. And I'm Elise. We'll see you next time. Hey, baby. I have to run. Hey, baby. Feels like every time I'm close you turn away uh, Feels like all of a sudden everybody is on you Been on you, been on you for a long time on oh. There's a line around the block to get inside of your head Hey baby, feels like I've been burning up on the coldest day uh, Feels like I'm coming up on a perfect moment Take a moment, you don't cause you don't want it oh. Cause everybody wants you I touch you like I mean it Tell you all my secrets I could take you dancing I'm not the romantic type What can I do? It's love and I got the proof but baby what's the use cause everybody wants you and each day's the same i call your name in the pouring rain i'll wait outside even if it takes all night what can i do it's love and i got the proof but baby what's the use cause 
Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at Jeremiah at the Show.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and sound producer engineer Richard Dr. D. Dugan. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. And me, your announcer. Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. (laughs) 